Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The 343rd edition of the Four Corners Podcast starts right now. This is the Four Corners Podcast. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, I've said that, to be in Chapel Hill, to be at the University of North Carolina. We win 54 to 53, North Carolina did it. North Carolina wins the championship. With 20 seconds left to play, goes back to Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! They're on the way to Worthy! Worthy 5! The Tar Heels are going to win the national championship! Weber front court, Carolina with foul, he takes the timeout, they're out of timeout! Technical foul! Technical foul on Michigan, they're out of timeout! Front court, Williams on the drive, gets it back out to head, long outside shot, short rebounded, May! It's over! And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champions. I've been the luckiest coach in the world. Pump fake for three. Too strong on the shot. That's it. The Tar Heels are the national daggum champions. Carolina has been tested and tried and been proven successful through all the years. And the way that we will play will be the Carolina way. My love for North Carolina, I mean, I love this school, I love these fans, and I love everything about it, and I would, I would die for this school, I really would. Here are your hosts, Josh Marlowe and Anthony Pagnotta. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Just Josh here with you guys today, here to recap Hubert Davis's press conference ahead of tomorrow's game at Virginia. That game will come your way 4 p.m. over on ESPN, a game that's going to you know, have implications on the ACC regular season title race, whether it's for Carolina, Virginia, or that team eight miles down the road in Durham. So a massive one tomorrow in the ACC, and that meant for a pretty big presser for the head coach of Carolina basketball, and I'm here to recap that. But before we do that, uh, we'll go over the series history Look at some some notes around this matchup for the Heels. We do have a closing note before you as well, but we start every edition of the pod, as we always do, pod thought of the day, and we go to former head uh, head basketball coach at the University of North Carolina, uh, my idol, um, the coach that was a part of me falling in love with, with Carolina basketball the way that I have. That, of course, is Roy Williams. And his thought is, quote, I would like to encourage all of you to tell people what they mean to you. Um, look, we, 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 we know all the, the sickness in the world and um, all the things that, that, you know, where life gets cut short for uh, many people. And many people lose loved ones way too early. Um, and, you know, you never want to look back and regret not being able to tell that person how much you loved them, how much you cared about them, and how much they meant to you. Um, but it's also an opportunity for, for us to do the same. 
Um, it's not very often that we we talk about the success that we are having as a podcast because that's just not who we are. Um, but but I'm gonna take the opportunity to do it now because y'all are the reason why we do it. Um, if we didn't have an audience to reach, it would be there would be a whole lot of uh, there wouldn't be a point to you know work the way that we work and record the way that we record. But we had our biggest month ever in the month of January, and we're on pace to have our to top that in the month of February, despite the month being two days shorter. So, um, you know, from from myself, Anthony, all of us that that, that put work into this thing, man, we, we just want to say thank you um, because it's it's you're the reason why I stay up till 12, 1 a.m., you know, watching games or listening to press conferences or, or doing whatever it is to prepare for a podcast to, to bring you um, and deliver the best product that, 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 that I can and that we can. Um, and so, you know, yes, this, this quote was used for much more important things, but on a, on a personal level, man, uh, we just want to thank you because uh, we, even when this thing rebranded, I never imagined the, the growth that we we've seen and we've seen this thing, get bigger than even I thought it could be. Um, and now the motivation is co- is to continue to grow it. That's the challenge. Um, and we're working very hard to do that as well. But for all of you that have been here from the beginning or you just joined us, no matter where you uh, you know became a part of the Four Corners podcast family, and we do just want to say thank you um, because we, we, we simply um, wouldn't work the way that we work and wouldn't do the things that we do if it wasn't for your your constant love and your constant support. Let's now transition to this Virginia game. Um, you know, it's it's a big one. Carolina game and a half lead on Virginia in the regular season title race. But, you know, Carolina is no longer the favorite, according to many metrics, to win the ACC regular season. But if they win that game, it changes it because, you know, the, 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 the scales will kind of tip back more so in their favor than, than, than Dukes, and so that's why this one is, is really big um, for Carolina on Saturday afternoon. The Heels are 134-62 and 62 all-time against Virginia, um, so even that's a pretty impressive record considering how good Virginia has been under Tony Bennett and how consistently good this program was um, in the 80s and the early 90s um, where they were you know right up there with the likes of Duke, Carolina, and NC State competing for ACC uh, championships, national championships, and Final Four berths. In Charlottesville, Carolina is 44-38. and 38. Pretty healthy, Mark. But as we've been talking about while gearing up for this game, Carolina has lost the last eight games at John Paul Jones Arena. Their last win came all the way back in 2012. Um, for reference, like Elliot Cadeau and Zayden High were – um, in grade school, I was in high school. Um, that's how long it's been since Carolina's won in Charlottesville. That eight-game losing streak is the longest in the same venue since Carolina lost seven straight at Duke from 1951 through 1956. Um, Carolina, with a with a odd scheduling quirk, played twice at Duke in the 1951. 1952 season. Overall, Carolina is four and eight in the John Paul Jones Arena, which means they won their first four games. 
and then they've they've, they've proceeded to lose their last eight games. So um, this place has been a house of horrors. Um, it is among one of my least favorite places to play. Um, and this is going to be a crowd that's going to be as geared up as those pompous, self-righteous Virginia fans can be on a Saturday afternoon when they host a top 10 Carolina team with a lot on the line in the ACC regular season. Well, now let's get to why we're here. That's to recap Hubert Davis's press conference, which he held um, before the team made the trip up to Charlottesville for this game. And um, this game is coming after Carolina had a full week off, basically a bye week, if you will. Their last game was last Saturday when they blew out Virginia Tech in the Smith Center. And Hubert Davis said today when he met with the media, the week off, it was good for his team. I do feel like, um, you know, basketball-wise, physically, even mentally being able just to take a deep breath, uh, not having a midweek game was something that would be good for this group. You know, that being said, it was it was a week of, of hard work, a, a week of uh, really good practices and preparation for the remainder of the season. And so it wasn't a week off off it was it was a time to uh, reinforce the things that allow has allowed this team to be successful thus far and to be able to continue to improve and move forward look there's there's no denying carolina had gotten tired they had gotten worn down the the in the, the, the ineffectiveness of the bench was starting to, to show up with your starters all playing you know 35 36 minutes Night in, night out. So Carolina needed this. And I talked about it so much during the, this week. They needed a week to kind of just reset, not necessarily regroup, but kind of catch their breath, look at where they are, and realize it's a five-game sprint to the end of the regular season. Um, it's going to cover three weeks, um, but but you've 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 got five games. And and so Carolina's um got to make the most of them. Um they're they're not gonna be easy with Starting with this game, you you got to host NC State. You got to go to Durham, um, but you know every time that Carolina gets their ACC schedule, the back half of it is going to be it's going to be loaded. And so, um, you know, Carolina needed this week off. It was important for them to kind of get them off their feet and, and kind of just focus on themselves for a little bit, as opposed to to focus on an opponent. And so, with that, as as Hubert Davis said, it wasn't a off off week they still practiced they still got after it and he talked about the things that they worked on um during the week of practice for this team one of the things that we've talked about at great length was you know just from a defensive standpoint just tightening the screws on the discipline and details that um, allow us to be a good defensive team um, two areas that I, I would say that i've really reinforced is one rebounding the basketball um boxing out and, and rebounding. And I know, you know, statistically, um, in terms of defensive rebounds percentage, we're number one in the conference, but I felt like there's been slippage in that over the last two or three weeks, and particularly getting teams getting second chance opportunities and then capitalizing on that. The other area is having the discipline to be able to defend without fouling. I just feel like we've been putting teams on the free throw line a lot more lately. And so, um, 
you know, those specific areas defensively just doing a better job at um, to allow us to be the best that we can be on that end. You gotta what you gotta love about Hubert Davis is that he's not gonna let his team, he's not gonna let, you know, his players rest on their laurels. No matter how good of a rebounding team they've become, um, he's still gonna harp on them because he he saw them not be so great the first month and a half of the season. And um that was a big reason why they lost those games to UConn and Kentucky. You look at the defense without fouling, it's gonna be critical in this game. For Carolina to, to not get in foul trouble and not get an and not give an offense like Virginia, who hasn't scored more than fifty points in their last two games, chances to score when the with the clock stopped. And so, um, you, you know, th- this this is a coach that is not looking at Carolina's record and relaxing. If anything, you you know he's he's upping the pressure, he's up in the ante because these games mean more, and it's that time of the year where you know you got to take your game to another level. If you want to, you know, seriously be a threat and a contender to win a regular season title, a, a conference tournament title, or make a Final Four, win a national championship, and so um, you you can kind of hear that that hunger in, in, in Hubert Davis's voice, where he's not satisfied with where Carolina is at, and they're not going to just let the the little things go to the wayside as they continue their push in the regular season. Another thing we've talked about uh, a lot this this year and the last couple years has been legacy um, because defining the legacies of some of these guys, it's not going to be as easy as it's been in years past. And even for a guy like Armando Baycott, who is the most accomplished rebounder in Carolina basketball history, he has a chance to set the ACC record for most double-doubles. Um, with a strong finish to the end of his fifth season in in college basketball. And um, today, Hubert Davis was asked, what word would best describe Armando Baycott's legacy? And here was his answer. Firsthand, um, the word that comes to my mind is commitment. In a time where... There's been a lot of change in college basketball. Here's a guy that's been here for five years. And not only been here for five years, but has been successful. And that you can be really, really successful at the highest level, and you can also still be committed to being and staying at one institution, one program. And commitment, that's... To me, the first word that comes to my mind in terms of his legacy is uh, his commitment and his consistency throughout his career. Many people have been critical of Armando Baycott this year, and, and rightfully so. I, I, I'm not someone that's afraid to criticize. I, I don't, I don't shy away from being critical. That's my job as as a podcast host. But something that that makes it harder to do about Armando is the fact that he's in the intro to the show where he he said on national TV after a win over Ohio State in the CBS Sports Classic that he's willing to die for this university. Um, You know, I I look at what Hubert Davis wants in a basketball player um, and a student athlete at, at the University of North Carolina, and Armando Baycott is the model example because he's got two feet in and he talks so much about the love and the reverence he has for this place and why it's important to him 
that he he leaves a winner, and that all comes with him being committed. You know, in a time and day where tra- you know the transfer portal is the most popular thing in college sports, um, whether or not you're going through a coaching change, which he did, he saw a Hall of Fame head coach retire, um, and he stuck around to play for a you know a first year, a first time unproven head coach. Um, and and I, I think I think it's important that we don't forget that. Because it's not common and it's not the norm. Um, something that I've uh, I've had to adjust to myself as a diehard fan is seeing guys walk out of the program, and, and then that that happened last year. It's going to happen this year, and it's going to happen probably for the foreseeable future. That's college athletics in the modern era, um, but it's not for Armando Baycott, and that's why even when he doesn't play well even when he doesn't do the things that we expect him to do, want him to do, or need him to do, the one thing I'm not doing is questioning his commitment Um, because I think over his five years, he's proven just how committed he is to the team, to the program, um, and and the success of the team and not his individual accolades. Another guy we've talked about a lot this year has been Cormac Ryan. A lot of it has been negative, if you say, because – He's just shooting 37% from the field, 32% from the three-point line. But, you know, we, I've told people throughout the year, it's the little things that he does that, that really make up for the, sh- the, the poor shooting numbers. And Hubert talked about the biggest intangible, that being his leadership and the impact it's had on the team and the program this season. Leadership. Um, he's... It doesn't matter. Shoot around practice, obviously games, but shoot around in practice, he's locked in. There's no difference of his attention to detail, his energy, his effort, his enthusiasm. Um, you know, one of the things that when I was a when I was here at Carolina, one of the things that I was very thankful for is I had older players that showed me the way. Whether it was my freshman year, the coach Jeff Levo was a senior, just having older guys as an example every day on how to put yourself in a position to be successful. And I'm just really thankful that our younger guys have Cormac here uh, to see what he does to put himself in a position to be successful every day, how tied he is into the success of this team. And um, it's been just been a great example of that. And I love having him in our locker room on our team and on the floor. You know, look, he hasn't shot the ball the way that we've wanted him to, although I do think he has broken out of a shooting slump. He's eight of his last 16 from behind the three-point line. But you take away Cormac Ryan and Carolina isn't a top-10 team. They're not the best team in the ACC. They're not a projected two-seed in the NCAA tournament. None of that stuff is possible. Um, because this is a guy that holds people accountable. Um, he challenges his teammates to be the best that they can be. But he first looks at himself in the mirror and, and looks at and tries to look and identify the things that he can do better, the things he needs to do better. Um, and, and you know, he's been frustrating at times because he's 25 years old and he's made some egregious mistakes in big moments. But I'm comfortable going into a game going to battle, going to war with this guy on on the floor. Because I know for however long he's out there, he's going to play his butt off. 
he's going to compete his butt off, and my team's going to be better because Cormac Ryan is on the floor. Hopefully that shows up tomorrow in a big way when Carolina travels to Charlottesville to take on a Cavalier team that got absolutely blown out on Monday at Virginia Tech. Um, you know, we talked about it in the preview, kind of an odd feeling around playing a team that's coming off getting blown out, how much harder it, it makes the game, how much, uh, you know, we, we expect them to respond in a big way on their home court. And Hubert Davis talked about um, Virginia and them looking to bounce back from a, diff- uh, a disappointing result on Monday night. Virginia is Virginia because they bring their best every game. And so whether they are coming off of a loss or a win, Virginia's, they're a good basketball team and, and a wonderful program because of the consistency of which they compete and play. And so irregardless of what happened against Virginia Tech earlier this week, we knew that it would be a challenge for us going up to Charlottesville, but also a challenge that we are really excited about uh, tomorrow for. And the thing is, is that and as much as we talk about it, it's not something that anything that Carolina can control. You can't control what happens in the game before you, but you can happen. You can't control what happens in the game that you're involved with. And so Carolina can't go in there and expect them to lay down, expect them to to quit because that's not who they are. That's not who Tony Bennett is. That's not that's not what they're about. Um, you know, they, they've had an up and down season where the first two months they didn't look like a tournament team. They rattle off eight straight wins. They look like a team that was going to compete for an ACC regular season title and be a second weekend of the tournament team. That stuff's kind of, you know, in doubt right now. And a loss uh, tomorrow for Virginia doesn't put them on the bubble, but, you know, they're, they've, they've been dropping seed lines for two weeks. And so this is going to be a team that's going to be motivated to bounce back um, in front of their home crowd and do so in a big way. Of course, when you play Virginia, we talk about how important it is to limit turnovers and make your free throws and run whenever you can. And all those things really come down to being disciplined. And according to Huber Davis, that is as big a factor as anything when getting ready to play the Virginia Cavaliers. Well, it is unique, but I think, you know, the thing that you have to be is you have, there has to be a full commitment to being disciplined. It just is what it is. There are going to be times where you have to play defense for 20, 30 seconds. And can you fully commit yourself to being disciplined defensively every possession for 30 seconds? And if, if it, uh, possession calls for us to play defense for five seconds, then five seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, full 30, full 30. And so having the discipline to be able to do that, and then also having the discipline to get the shot that you want on the offensive end and not just taking the shot because now you're on offense, having the discipline to get the shot that you want on the offensive end as well. There's no, there's no denying. Um, Virginia is the the toughest, the most frustrating team to get prepared for in the ACC, um, just from a matchup standpoint. And that's going to be, you know, the case once again tomorrow. Like, you you've got to be disciplined and then be ready to get in a stance and defend for twenty, twenty five, thirty seconds. But on the other end, 
Just because you take a quick shot doesn't mean that they're going to go down and take a quick shot themselves. In fact, it's going to make them even more likely to take the air out of the ball and make it a half-court game because they understand the, the game that you're trying to play. You cannot speed this team up. Um, no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, unless you turn them over. Um, and I, I think you've got to see the full court press in this game if you want to get, you know, the the game played at your pace, because this team averages the fewest amount of turnovers. And part of that is that they're well coached. They're some, they're fundamentally sound. It's also because they don't play the amount of possessions that most teams play. And, and so, um, you know, this this has to be an area where Carolina is the fifth oldest team in the country. And they need to look like it tomorrow afternoon. Um, they they can't make those silly boneheaded mistakes that get that that usually allows Virginia to beat teams the way that they beat them. Um, and and so if Carolina wins the game, we'll be talking a lot about you know them being fundamentally sound and disciplined, making the shots they got to make and everything like that. And if they lose the game, we'll probably look at a lack of discipline as the reason why. Well, we mentioned when we were going over the news and notes about the. Um, the eight-game losing streak in Charlottesville, and Hubert was asked if that's used as motivation when going through preparation heading into this game tomorrow night. No, it's not. I mean, these—they weren't here. They, <laughs> I don't even know if they were in grade school. <laughs> I think 2012 is the last time we won up there. Yeah, I, I since me being back as an assistant and as a head coach, we've never won up in Virginia, so I don't know how old. Elliot and Zayden were in that time. So, oh, yeah, they were seven. That's seven years old. So, great. He was in first grade. Okay, great. So, um, so I don't, yeah, I know that. I think they know that. But our motivation is playing our best. I, I, our motivation is continuing to improve and the privilege of playing against a great program in Virginia on their home floor late in the conference season with so much at stake. That's that's the cool part. That's the fun part. The honest truth is that this burden will never really be felt on the players. The burden will, will fall on the head coach. It was a part of the stigma around Roy Williams up until Carolina beat them in 2017, but that game was at home in the Smith Center. Um, because after that 2012 law or, or win, Tony Bennett got was getting the best of Roy Williams, no matter if it was in Charlottesville, Chapel Hill, um, you know, the 2016 season Carolina loss at Charlottesville, um, but they beat them in the, in the ACC tournament. So, um, it, it, you know, I, I think this is something that, like you mentioned it, because – it, the, the 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 players are going to be asked about it regardless, but um, you know this isn't the old days where you're where you're playing everybody twice. You don't play Virginia every year at Virginia, and so it's hard to really put that burden on on the players. It's something that's going to fall more so on the coaches. And Hubert's only been in, you know he's in, he's in his third season, so we're going to give him a little bit of a leeway. But he he, he piles up you know five six losses at. At, at, at Virginia and this this street gets extended to double digits, then we'll start, you know, really pressing him and asking him when's he gonna be able to find a way to beat one of the better teams on the road in the ACC. Well, you know, we we, we in the preview we talked about how important Armando Baycott is gonna be, will need to be for Carolina. And if you watch Virginia play and 
Um, the way they do the pack line defense, they do double the post, um, and they'll come across the lane in order to do so. And it's you know, how Armando Baycott handles that is really going to determine the game. Um, if he handles it well, like he did against Duke, Carolina can really control things offensively and get the type of results they're looking for on that end of the floor. If he struggles with it and he's not anticipating the double team and he's not seeing the floor and he's not making the passes out of it, it could spell disaster and Carolina could get caught playing a game in the mid-40s in the low 50s. And with that in mind, Hubert Davis talked about how he's seen Armando Baycott improve when being doubled on the post. You know, we work on it in practice pretty much every day. And I think the area, there's two areas where Armando has really improved in that. One, you talked about it, not, you know, he, he, he can get the ball out and he can get it into the, to the right players. The other thing is, and I think it's the most important thing, is like he's really comfortable with the double team now. You know, he, he he's not in a hurry. And when double team, he is very patient, very strong with the ball, and very confident at where his teammates are going to be and where he needs to deliver it. And so uh, also when, you know, we play against teams that normally – uh, double the post, his understanding of where it's coming from and also his understanding of when they can't double team, like in transition. And so it urges him even more, um, especially in transition, to be able to get low position underneath the basket where it's difficult to double team one of those spots. This has to be a game that when Carolina rebounds a miss or even inbounds a make, you're pushing the ball up the floor and Armando's got to be sprinting as hard as he can to to get position on the post. We saw what Lynn Kidd from Virginia Tech was able to do against them the other night. Um, Lynn Kidd is not the big man that Armando Baycott is, and so Carolina should be able to um, feast inside if they establish a post presence and Armando Baycott makes the right decisions out of the post. Um, and, and that's probably going to be single-handedly the most uh, the, the biggest thing that determines the outcome of this game. If he looks like the fifth-year player that he is and makes the right decisions, I feel pretty confident Carolina leaves Charlottesville with a win. If not, I still think it's possible Carolina can win the game because of how limited Virginia is. It's just going to be a lot tougher, and in the long run, that's going to be a lot uglier. Um, and, and you know, But at this point in the year, we don't care about how wins look. We just care about wins, um, and hopefully Carolina picks up a big one uh, of tomorrow afternoon. Well, that's going to wrap up this uh, this portion of the podcast. There's a look at Hubert Davis's press conference. Before we get out of here, though, we got to give you a word from one of our partners. Hey there, Josh here for the Autograph Fandom app. Want to get rewarded for listening to our show? The team at Autograph, co-founded by Tom Brady, is redefining the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to your favorite UNC content in one place and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and much more. You're already listening to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for it. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Fandom Rewarded and download it today for free using the referral code HEELTOUGH. Link and code are also in our podcast description. Head over to the Apple App Store, guys. Use that referral code and help us help you and get rewarded for literally being not just a fan of the Heel Tough blog or the Four Corners podcast, 
but a fan of the Tar Heels is a pretty neat thing. We want you guys to be a part of it. A closing note for you before we do um, get out of here for this edition. It's getting later and later in the season. That means these, you know, uh, award watch lists are getting slimmer and slimmer. Uh, about two weeks ago, we went over a bunch of Carolina players that were on the midseason um, award watch list. And today, Hubert Davis was named to the late-season Naismith College Coach of the Year watch list. He's one of the 15 finalists for the award to be the Coach of the Year. Uh, for being honest, he's not going to be the Coach of the Year. You look at um, you know, what Lamont Paris has done at South Carolina, Kyle Smith at Washington State, Danny Sprinkle at, at Utah State, um, and even Dan Hurley at UConn, even as a defending national champion, um, you know, those guys are going to be more likely to be the, you know, the Naismith coach of the year. But nonetheless, it is good to see Hubert getting recognized for what he's done so far in his third season as Carolina's head coach. And you now I'll keep imploring you, if you were like me and you were on the fences and you weren't bought in to Hubert Davis, he was the, he is, he was the right man for the job. He is the right man for the job. And he continues to prove that every single day. Well, it is going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, guys. Before we let you go, do encourage you to visit the website, HeelToughBlog.com, where you can go and read about Hubert being named to um, that late-season Naismith College Coach of the, uh, the Year watch list. Anthony was able to get something up about that earlier today. Later, you'll have the Virginia preview. It'll be live um, uh, going into the game tomorrow afternoon. Of course, after that final horn, I'll be busy writing that recap, talking about a Carolina win, a Carolina loss, whichever happens, we'll have you covered, HeelToughBlock.com. As for the podcast, guys, you know where to find us, every major podcasting platform. Simply search the Four Corners Podcast and we will pop up. We're there. We do encourage you guys, rate, review, and subscribe. That way you don't miss any editions of the show throughout the remainder of the basketball season. With that, guys, it is going to wrap up this edition of the show. I want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels! Guys, it just doesn't get any sweeter than that!